Hello, healthcare. What's changed about the physician liaison role now that we're primarily working in hybrid environments? From leaders relying more heavily on liaison teams for field intelligence to having to balance Zoom meetings with on-site visits, the changes for this role have been tremendous. We wanted to dissect what works best as we cycle through the pandemic's ebbs and flows. To do that, we found the person who wrote the book on physician relations, Chris Barlow. Seriously, Chris heads up a consultancy that works with thousands of physician relations leaders, and yes, she really did write a book that we discuss in the episode. Let's hear from Chris how to address the latest changes to the liaison role after the break. Consumer experiences, major disruptors, and AI tech are shaping healthcare for years to come. On Hello Healthcare, we dive deep on those issues with leaders who are driving change. I'm Chris Hemphill, your host of Hello Healthcare, and we hope that these stories will help you to create or demand a better future in healthcare. Chris, just a few words for you, your background in physician relations, and just wanted to hear from you about what's brought you here. Terrific. Thank you. And a pleasure to be here after what's been a really challenging 18 months. So I'm Chris Barlow, the principal with Barlow McCarthy. We're a consulting firm that works nationwide in that space of physician relationships, physician strategies, physician recruitment. So it's a pleasure to be with you, Chris and Chris. Yes, Chris and Chris. What we're really excited about here is to hear from Chris Barlow, who has worked with so many thousands of physician relations professionals and so many hundreds of different healthcare systems and teams, we want to explore some of the overall trends that we're seeing as our workforce changes. So Chris, just to start digging into that, what about maybe a a quick state of the union? Yeah, as I mentioned, it's been quite a 18 months. And that ability, I think, early on in COVID to say, how do we stabilize and nurture these relationships? How do we make sure that we are adding value even when growth isn't a priority? I think right now, most teams have shifted back, not everybody, but across the country, I would say 80% are spending more time back in the field. And what an enriching sort of experience to be back with these practices. So within the practices, I think liaisons are finding gatekeeper strategies have ratcheted up. No surprise. Practices are a little reticent to allow a lot more people in. And if you are coming in, you better be adding value. The other thing that I think we're seeing in-house is sort of an interesting dichotomy. Organizations need growth now and they need volume, and they want it fairly quickly. We also, because of some staffing and some other changes, are afflicted with challenges of access. So we're at a place where we're needing to grow business, and our hospitals are struggling with how to get it in more more quickly. So sort of an interesting change there. The last thing I would say that's happened in this this state of where we are as, as physician relations teams is some redefining of roles and expansion in some cases to do more physician alignment, market softening around expanding the practice space, in some cases, some CIN alignment. So some organizations are getting more creative with how they're using their talent and looking at where that's moving in the future. The one other thing I will say back to what's happening with the liaison teams 
is some challenges with motivation for teams. And I think you heard a couple of talks yesterday. I think leaders are struggling with, is it on the screen? How much do I get my teams together? How is this working to make sure my team is really motivated and in sync after they did a very different job for a long period of time? Very interesting. And it, it sounds like it would be a very taxing situation. Yeah. All these different roles, new hats to wear. How do we wear them and how we balance the time in that? One thing that I, that I kind of latched on to when you were talking about was kind of this demand for growth. There's a demand for, of course, people to return to health systems, people who have delayed care. And with the increase in things like healthcare consumerism, increased competition from virtual health providers and retail and technology providers, there's a lot of turf to defend here. So I'm curious if this changing landscape from this consumer perspective and, and all this competition have the growth requirements and growth interests given leadership a new lens to be looking at the physician liaison team? Are leaders expecting more or expecting different of their uh, physician relations teams? Yeah, well, I think consumerism is on the rise and it's real and relevant for all of us in healthcare. It's also very real and relevant for all of our physicians. More people are coming to them and saying, well, what about this choice or that choice? And they're making their choices on their own. But the role for physician relations is still in a lot of those acute areas. Patients who are very sick are gonna be in a doctor's exam room and they're gonna say, doc, where should I go? And that doctor is going to give recommendations. Now, they don't always stay with that. And sometimes they will switch around with consumerism. But I think there's still a very strong role for physician relations in that space and in that track, even with consumerism. The other interesting thing that we see happening is patients will go to their doc and say, you know, my neighbor had their hip done by Dr. Smith. What do you think of him? And docs are still in that chair of being the blessing. I think with consumerism, I think it's alive and well. It's such an important part of our marketing strategy, but I think we'd be remiss if we didn't pay attention and really attend to the needs of that referring physician who either is making the decision or blessing the decision. I think for organizations, what that means is right now, a little bit of show me the money. We've got great physician relations teams. Expectations have moved beyond nurture into that place of, I need, I trust you. I like you as a team. I think you do good work. The docs say good things. But as I look at my dollars and my resources, I need to see the impact of that. So better visibility through our connection tools, better data-driven tools to do that, better meaningful stories and conversations with leaders about the role we're taking. I think all of that becomes a meaningful part of what the future of physician relations is going to be. Okay. So that's actually really exciting to hear when they say, show me the money. That means <laughs> show me we're the on money. the radar. <laughs> right. right. Yeah. Would you say that that's kind of a, often a newfound spotlight? Well, and the radar is something that you'll hear liaison teams. I mean, they've begged for that forever. And I've often tried to say, you know, it's not given. It's earned. You know, our ability to be on the r radar means we are consistently adding value to leadership conversations. And I think we have to continue to think about not what we want them to hear, but what they want to hear from us. What's adding value? And I think we need to get better at our storytelling, our use of data 
to tell some of those stories to leadership. So it's just continuing to elevate the role, elevate our position inside the organization, and make sure to evolve so we stay meaningful. Is there an example that comes to mind when it comes to how to discuss with a leader, not just saying what you want them to hear, but really understanding how to communicate that impact in a way that that kind of compels and earns that spotlight? Well, you know, I'm a sales girl. And so in my mind, this is how do I sell my message to the leadership in a way that will impact them. And you think about how oftentimes we're giving leaders, because we want to cover everything, 10 pages of reports. And I thought from one of her slides about how much executives really want detail, that ability for us to say, can I have three graphs? or one graph that that I can tell a story with. That ability to say, you know, in cardiovascular, you asked us to focus on the EP side. Over the last six months, here's the number of impacts we've had. Here's where we've seen it grow. Here's what doctors are asking us about related to the program. And here's some of the change that our program has made as a result of that field intelligence. So it could be as simple as one graph Mm -hmm. and four bullets that I talk about. The other thing we always start with is, you know, my intent today is that I'd like to share with you where we are in cardiovascular. I'm going to talk through the progression in electrophysiology. But before I do, we've been in the field for the last four months. Mr. CEO, anything you'd love for us to share that we're doing? So I always give them the opportunity to talk before I do. So it's sales, but it's internal sales, and it's projecting a message in the way that they want to hear it. Hello Healthcare is brought to you by Actium Health. Healthcare leaders use Actium CRM intelligence to activate patients and drive meaningful engagement. You can make it simple to identify and predict patient needs by using AI-driven next best actions. Learn more at actiumhealth.com. And now back to the show. So we're, we're talking about being able to communicate impact and the relationship between activity and impact. But one of the other themes that I've seen is around this uh, field intelligence concept. I'm curious about the types of questions that you see leaders newly curious about, like with this on the radar, not just impact, but what are some of the questions that leadership teams are starting to ask? I love, love, love that topic. And it's trying to evolve teams away from just tactical intelligence about, did you know Smith's office is building a new building or recruiting somebody new? And it's, it's helping teams to take information and go deeper. So if Dr. Smith says, we're recruiting a new partner, she'll be joining us in May, that opportunity for me to say, I'd love to understand why you made the decision to add. You know, I might find out somebody's retiring that I didn't know. Or I might find out, you know, we've just felt like to compete in this market, we need to expand to another partner. And my ability to go further and say, has that drawn you to look at any other partnerships? Are there ways that we as a hospital system could support that growth for you? So tactical intelligence tells me the what. Really good strategic intelligence tells me the why and the how and what's behind it. So we're really working with teams to say, let's go deeper with that. And I will tell you, leaders want to see the data because it validates their trust in what the team does. But if you talk to any CEO in this country, what they'll tell you is, I really, really need to get a pulse on my market. And now think about COVID and the fact that we're not 
catching up with anybody in a social environment. Doctors' lounges have been abandoned. People are coming back. But that pulse on the market and that voice of the referring physicians, our leaders crave it. And I think it's our job to bring it forward in a way that is not gossip, but in a way that is meaningful and relevant and can be actionable. Either action for them just to say, I just need to pack that away for the next time I talk with Dr. Smith, or that actionable to say, I need to get my leadership team to convene on this topic. When we started the conversation about what we should be focusing on in 2022, we talked about data, but we talked about the expectations of leadership. And now it's where we're shifting is, okay, so based on those changing expectations, here are the types of questions, here are the types of engagements that our liaison team should be asking yeah. about. And for me, it's really about being a nimble team and listening to the voice of what your internal audience needs and what your external audience will buy. You know, so it's that ability to be nimble and to be flexible and not to say, you know, pre-COVID, here's how I did it. I want to come back and do it in the same way. Let's use COVID for some good to say, great time to be vulnerable. Let's look at our teams. Let's assess where we are. Let's listen to leadership. Let's listen to our referring physicians. And let's create a formula for 2022 that matches their needs and our needs moving forward. So when we're on that leadership radar, I think that we get to be in a position where we think more like leadership and start asking them the same kind of questions that they're naturally going to be interested in. That's, that's where the conversation goes. But I think there's a potential for frustration here too. If the liaison team or, or group or individual has done all this research, has gathered all this intelligence, but then it runs counter to the way the organization's been doing things, it runs counter to the way that, that leadership has previously thought. I wonder what teams can do in face of resistance or to, to reduce resistance. Yeah. And you know, there there is frustration. Frustration comes two ways. Either they aren't listening to what I have to say, or I can't get airtime to give the, the message that I want to give. And I think all that's on us. So if they can't understand it, they won't buy it. So if my message didn't resonate with you, it's on me. I've got to go back and say, okay, option A didn't work. Let me try option B. And they do it 100% of the time in the field with practices. And yet we go inside and we expect people either to be more proactive in giving us information or that they take information and they'll work through things to figure out what's relevant. So it's internal selling to me, that ability for us to find a message that will resonate. The other thing is, you know, there's long been these conversations about a seat at the table. For me, we have to earn that. And we earn a seat at the table the same as I earn the opportunity to sit across from a primary care physician. It's by adding value. It's by going in with a message that is relevant and resonates. I'm short. I'm concise. I've practiced what I'm going to say. I'm organized with my delivery. All of those tools they use every single day when they're out in the practice. It's our opportunity to say, I need to think about same techniques and same context. And to not assume I'm going to get it right away. Mm -hmm. You know, you stay the course. Like all of us, you know, like you stay the course in your business and I do, just because somebody didn't love what I had to say round one, it doesn't mean that there weren't nuggets that resonated and maybe I get round two. No doubt. Yeah. Stay the course <laughs> and deliver value. So yeah. even if you do encounter that resistance, the truth will come to bear. And if you stay the course and you're continually delivering 
maybe that conversation didn't go well, though. There's other moments of that. That's right. That's right. And you know, the other piece with that is if it didn't work this way, change it. Sometimes we we keep saying, I I print the same report every month and nobody pays attention. At a point that's on me, right? That ability to say, okay, that didn't work. Let me change it up. Yeah. Yeah. Let's focus on what we can't control. That's right. (laughs) Yes. Just had a, always have a good time in these conversations. And uh, me too. Thank you. I mean, we probably need to do one on data storytelling. Love that yeah. topic, right? Yeah. yeah. That'll be exciting. So we'll, we'll talk about that. But between now and then, and the, the people that couldn't come and hang out with you, or just the, the people that want to reach out and get in touch and share some of these, some more of these ideas and good thinking, what's the best way for people to look for you? I would love that. And zero obligation, that opportunity to send an email to kbarlow at barlowmccarthy.com or even our info site on our website, Barlow McCarthy. I believe in this industry and that opportunity to say, if I can help with a quick 30-minute phone call, I would love for people just to reach out and let's talk about your program and your needs and your stories. Fantastic. Yep. Position relations is on the rise. Like Leadership is looking at it. This is a great opportunity to get in and, and have these discussions and understand how to better craft that conversation and that data story for leadership. Love that. Thanks for the opportunity. Thanks again for tuning into Hello Healthcare. If you like what you heard, we appreciate a review on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you're listening. You and your feedback fuel us. This conversation is brought to you by Actium Health. To get the latest on what these healthcare leaders are saying, find us at hellohealthcare.com and subscribe. Thank you. And when we see you next time, hello. Hello.